Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three, College and COVID, from Time Out, Let's Talk Policy, a podcast from the Foreign Policy Youth Collaborative. We are your hosts, Emma Zafari and Tessa DiCancini. FPYC is a teen-run, nonpartisan nonprofit that highlights youth voices on global issues and bridges the gap between teens across the political spectrum. This week, FPYC was officially recognized as a 501c3 nonprofit. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Just remember, all opinions represented in this podcast and all other FPYC opinion content are that of individuals and do not represent the organization. Today on Time Out, Let's Talk Policy. We will be focusing on how COVID is affecting different colleges across the United States. We'll start by exploring some quotes of different college students' experiences with COVID. Then we're going to play a short game we like to call Guess That College, followed by a discussion with college students surrounding the question, what are some unexpected benefits of online learning for college students amidst the coronavirus pandemic? Finally, Joy and I will be sharing some of our experiences of how our universities are handling the pandemic. Before we get started, here's This Week in the Headlines. On Friday, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died due to complications from metastatic cancer of the pancreas. During her time on the court, she fought for women's rights, equal pay, and LGBTQ rights. Her death could not have come at a more uncertain time in politics. With only a few months leading up to the election, the big question is, will Trump try to push another conservative judge through the Senate to be confirmed, or will he wait until after the election? We will keep you updated as this situation develops and what it would mean to have a 6-3 conservative majority on the court. Furthermore, Trump announced he would sign an executive order to create 1776 Commission, a group that would promote patriotic education to support the development of pro-American curriculum that celebrates the truth of our great nation's history, quote. And finally, on Tuesday, Israel signed diplomatic pacts normalizing relations with the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain at a White House ceremony. In return, Israel has agreed to suspend plans to annex the West Bank settlements. First up, Preeti and Ayushi will be reading out some statements from college students to get a first-hand perspective on how they are feeling with college and COVID. Let's welcome them on. Hey, I'm Ayushi, a sophomore from New Jersey, and I'm co-hosting the segment with my co-host, Preeti. Hey, I'm Preeti, a sophomore from Maryland, and I will be participating in the discussion in today's segment. So today we'll be discussing a few statements that were sent in from college students anonymously. The first statement we have here is, quote, COVID-19 has kind of uprooted my life. It's definitely weird having online school and on-campus schools. We're at 2% right now, so it's a bit scary, but we aren't moving out yet, end quote. The second statement we have is, quote, I've been really cautious about everything and the people I'm around. It has also limited the things I do outside of my house, including school. It has really impacted me and my way of learning a lot. I haven't been able to take classes without anxiety. It's been hard, end quote. The next one that we have is, quote, Living on a college campus during a pandemic is challenging to navigate because everything that you need to do to become accustomed to a new environment, like meet new people, explore the town, join clubs, etc., is much more difficult. You have to be able to balance your college experiences with the safety precautions necessary for COVID-19. And our last statement is, quote, 
COVID has taken what should be a thriving collaborative environment and stifled our ability to work together. The learning space feels very sterile. COVID has created barriers, making face-to-face -face interactions feel uncomfortable and collaboration over Zoom feels very forced. I feel like a huge part of college is about your relationship with professors and faculty, and it is significantly harder to build those relationships right now. It also doesn't help feeling isolated on top of all of the work and stress. Yeah, so, I definitely see what like these students mean. I mean, it's definitely a hard thing to go through with, but from what you've seen, Preeti, how do you feel like colleges are like reacting to COVID-19 when it comes to food, shelter, et cetera? Do you think that they're reacting appropriately or what are your thoughts? I feel like colleges have been reacting pretty well overall. However, some colleges have really taken a hit in, in terms of feeding the students while providing them good shelter, providing them good access to water and things really needed to survive, honestly. I feel like certain colleges definitely need to do better when it comes to feeding their students and working with them to provide a safe environment for them to learn and grow. What do you think, Ayushi? Oh yeah, no, I definitely agree. I do think that many, colleges are doing you know a pretty good job when it comes to it and I think that many other colleges definitely need to step up their game when it comes to um, feeding their students and like giving them their necessities like water etc I think those definitely there are definitely some colleges that need to put that into place so there have been many parties going around in many campuses how do you feel about that I feel like the people going to these parties are very irresponsible, obviously, but I don't blame them in the sense that when you're on campus and you want to interact with your friends and there's not really anything there for you to go to, I feel like parties are some sometimes people think that's the only way to interact and it's not good or anything and I feel like colleges some colleges have been taking it seriously, some have not. It really just depends on the college and the parties, but I feel like overall the partying scene hasn't been too good in any colleges. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it comes to the parties, there's definitely some kids that have, um, they've been, you know, they've been going to parties and they're being sent home and that leads to so many troubles and exposure to people that may be more likely to get COVID and get severely harmed by it. And I think that, that, you know, it's, I feel like the kids that are like staying home right now or like not going to parties when it comes down to it, it's probably like the best option, like, or like the safest options for them right now. With that being said, we closed with like what, a couple of cases. So why do you think we're reopening now, especially colleges and since they have such big campuses? I feel like we're reopening now because of the economy. COVID has really plummeted the economy drastically and we've all seen the effects of that. And I feel like colleges are being hit the hardest. So to gain back any funding or financing that they need to sort of keep the college running, they're admitting students, as many students as they possibly can with all the health guidelines to make sure the institutions are running smoothly. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you feel like students have been following COVID-19 guidelines? I think for the most part, yes. Regardless of all the parties and things that I've seen, especially on TikTok and Instagram going around, I feel like most students are definitely following the guidelines that are present because it is a safety risk and it is a health risk to not only them, but their family members. So I feel like 
for the most part, everybody's really following the guidelines that they can, that the school is enforcing, and it's been a pretty good turnout so far. Yeah, for sure. I definitely see what you mean. Um, most students, from what I've seen, I mean, of course, a couple of few are going to go out and party. But yeah, from, for the most part, most kids have been pretty like responsible when it comes down to it. So um, with that being said, we're about to wrap up the creative segment. Preeti? Thank you for having me, and I really enjoyed talking about today's topic. All right, great. Thank you. Wow, those statements are so impactful. Thank you guys for sharing. Next up, Maddie and Serena will play Guess the College, where they will give a situation involving COVID, and contestants will have to match it to the university it happened at. Hi, everybody. I'm Serena. Unfortunately, Maddie's not able to be hosting with us today because she had a personal emergency, but I'm really excited for this game segment. We have a really exciting game for you guys this week, so let's introduce our guests. For today, we have Celeste and Jonah with us. Hi, I'm Jonah. I'm on the content team for FPYC. Hi, I'm Celeste. I'm also in the content team for FPYC. So today, we'll be quizzing you guys on something that's really near and dear to our hearts, which is school during COVID. So we're going to focus on how the universities are planning to resume learning, whether it be an in-person, a hybrid, or an entirely online curriculum. For the first round of our game, we'll give you a situation regarding COVID-19 that you'll try to match to one of four universities. Are you guys ready? Sure. Yep. Great. So our first question is, on August 10th, this university allowed 12,000 undergraduate students on campus. However, by the first week of classes, there was a reported amount of over 200 confirmed COVID-19 cases. Students at this school complained about dangerous partying unanswered COVID-19 hotline calls, and waiting days to be tested for the virus. As of now, most students living in the dorms are still on campus. However, most classes are being held online. Is this school A, Georgia Tech, B, Notre Dame University, C, Boston College, or D, Cornell University? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of stuck between A or B, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah, same. That sounds right for some reason. So I've got Georgia Tech from both Celeste and Jonah. So unfortunately, the correct answer was B, Notre Dame. And Celeste, I think you were flipping between the two. But you got 50% of it correct, since I guess you picked both at the beginning. Okay. Our next question is based on data found from the New York Times. Which of the following universities has the highest number of COVID-19 cases? A, San Diego State University. B, Arizona State University. C, Texas Tech, or D, University of Georgia? I'm going to go with A, San Diego State. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, C, Texas Tech. Okay, so I have San Diego State from Jonah and Texas Tech from Celeste. Our correct answer is actually D, University of Georgia, which I would say seems pretty reasonable. I personally thought that it would be something like Notre Dame, considering they had the highest number of COVID-19 cases, um, or they had a very high number of COVID-19 cases, but I guess, I guess University of Georgia is topping that. Okay, so as many people know, partying plays a big role in college culture, but how willing are students to give up their Friday nights to stop the spread of the virus? According to the data collected by a survey done by Axios and College Research, what percent of college students do not plan to attend parties at or near the campus? 
I definitely, I don't know. I don't think it'd be A, maybe uh, 48% C. Yeah, uh, B and A definitely sound too high. I feel like kids are too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't think so badly about the kids. The answer is actually A, 76%. So about three-fourths of students are not willing to go out and party during COVID season. Kind of surprising. I have a lot of faith in our generation now. Okay, so lastly, we'll be using the same batch of data from the survey conducted by Axios and College Research for this question. What percent of students are planning to leave campus if there is a major outbreak of COVID-19? A, 23%, B, 82%, C, 54%, or D, 67%? Go with B, 82%. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the D, 67%. So I've got B, 82% from Jonah and D, 67% from Celeste. Celeste, you got it right. It is D, 67%. Uh, I feel like 82% is kind of high, but it actually relates pretty well to question three. I guess students are more excited to be at college and not partying than to be at home and not at college. But I think it was really interesting to see how everything plays out with the colleges that have decided to open their campuses. Over anything else, I hope both students and faculty will take the necessary precautions in order to decrease the spread of the virus for the safety and well-being of everyone. I know as a high school senior, I'm not at university, but my school's taken a lot of precautions and we're all online right now. What about you guys? How are your schools doing it? Yeah, we're online. Um... I think there's a good chance we're going to be online for the second semester too. But yeah, right now we are entirely online, no in-person stuff at all. Um, we're pretty much on lockdown. Uh, yeah, I'm doing online right now, but I think uh, December they're thinking I'm going to go back. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see how things play out. Yeah, my school's been saying we're going to go back kind of like every month and they keep delaying it. But I'm happy, honestly, that they keep delaying it instead of sending us back too early and we have a massive outbreak in my area. Well, I think that Celeste won this round, but that was really fun. How did you guys feel? Did you enjoy it? I really liked it. I thought it was like really surprising, the statistics about like people not willing to go to parties. That definitely surprised me in a good way. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we hear so much about how people are partying and disregarding COVID. It's kind of reassuring to see that there are quite a few people with their heads screwed on. Um, so I think that's all for the game segment this week and thanks for tuning in everybody thank you Celeste and Jonah for joining us bye guys wow I did not know all those facts amazing job contestants now we have Mahika and Helena and their guests Sydney and Hannah discussing the question what are some unexpected benefits of online learning for college students amidst the coronavirus pandemic Hi, I'm Mihinka. And I'm Helena, and this is the discussion segment of the FPYC podcast. This week's discussion question will be, what are some unexpected benefits of online learning for students amidst the coronavirus pandemic? Here we have Hannah and Sydney as this week's guests. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm a content producer at FPYC. Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm one of the outreach directors here at FPYC. What do you guys think about this week's question? Well, I think that an unexpected positivity that has come out of virtual learning for students is that those students that work have more opportunity to get the hours that they need 
and then make a schedule that would work for them rather than being in school for no telling how long and then trying to go and work. No, yeah, I agree. I think it's a great question to ask, especially during like this time and especially in the world and especially our country. I mean, firstly, I think a lot of students and a lot of parents are trying to figure out, you know, what's best for their kid. And, you know, personally, I do like online learning and I like a lot of things about it. But at the end of the day, I do prefer to be in school, which I am in school right now. So like I'm on campus. So but I did have online learning for about three or four months last year. So I completely get that. I've been I just got done with doing online learning for the past week. My school had to shut down because of COVID. Two of our students got COVID and we had to shut down. And it was a real learning curve because we hadn't prepared for it. Previously, when we had to shut down in March, it didn't go over well because I'm in a rural part of Oklahoma. So it was a learning experience for sure, but I spent the whole week working while I was doing my schoolwork. Yeah, and I'm in a completely different situation than you. Like, I live in Philadelphia. It's one of the, you know, biggest cities in the country, and, you know, a lot of people are trying to deal with, again, like, what's best for kids, and I think I think schools here, at least, have done a really good job of getting things together and being very prompt and being very safe. Um, that's just my opinion, but, like, definitely online is obviously the safest way to go, but um, I mean, there's always ups and downs and pros and cons to every situation, so. Is your school offering blended or is it strictly online or on campus? So my school is, you can choose whatever you want. So every morning you wake up and you fill out a questionnaire through an app on your phone. And if you decide to go in, you just say, I'm coming in. And if you decide to stay home, you can stay home and learn from your computer. All the classes are like live streamed on Zoom. So like people can join and watch if they're staying from home. So yeah. That is insanely cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. And like my school is very small. I, I, it's not small. It's small compared to a lot of other public schools in my area. And, um, you know, I think they've done a great job of, you know, getting things together. And they've been great with helping, you know, the families who don't want to go back and the families who, like, can't afford to go back. So, um, you know, my school is very, you know, community-based. So it's great to have that. And I'm very, very grateful for it. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. My school, it probably sounds very tiny compared to yours. There are only 200 people in the high school here. It's really easy to keep track of that few people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's very difficult to figure out, okay, well, this person said they were in virtual, but they're supposed to be online. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of miscommunication because we didn't really prepare well enough for this. I mean, I definitely agree with you, but like, I can see how other schools would have like a lot of problems trying to manage their students, no matter how big the student population is. And like, there's always going to be like niches that schools are going to have to figure out based on their you know, individual population and their individual school culture, so. How do you feel like your school is handling social distancing and stuff like that? 
Um, personally, like I think my school's doing like a great job. We have we hired a lot of new faculty. I mean, my school listens to this, they're gonna be like, oh my god. But um <laughs> They have like marks on like the ground and like all the stairwells are are either designated like up or down and like we're allowed to have sports and there's like random COVID testing like every week, like every person is just picked out each week to get tested. And like already before we went in, like before COVID happened, our classes were very, very small. So that wasn't something we had to like deal with. Um, but I think they've done a great job of taking like precautions, you know, lunches are always going to be boxed and you can, and you know, there's plexiglass and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah that sounds pretty amazing. It's great. I think that was a very insightful discussion and we all learned something new. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that's all for today. See you guys next week. To finish up, we have Joy Mazur, a sophomore at the University of Missouri, reading an op-ed about her experience with COVID on campus. Then, our very own host, Tessa DeConcini, will read an op-ed about COVID gaslighting at her state university. Hi, my name is Joy Mazur, and I'm a sophomore at the University of Missouri in Columbia. To protect us from coronavirus, our school has implemented what I would describe as a minimalist approach. Outside of student-athletes, Mizzou doesn't test students on a regular basis. Actually, it's quite hard to get tested. For the most part, you need a doctor's referral. Mizzou tells us that if we can't get a doctor's referral from a personal physician, we can get one from the Student Health Center, but I know quite a few people who've had trouble with this. I also know there's been a lot of problems with students figuring out how to quarantine once they test positive, or if they've been in direct contact with someone who's tested positive. Masks are required unless you're outside and more than six feet away from other people. Social distancing is also required for the most part, and you're only allowed to sit one person to a table in popular public places like the Student Center or Memorial Union. Our COVID dashboard currently reports 229 active student cases and 1,138 recovered cases. Many people believe that number of active cases to be much higher based on the fact that a majority of the student population is not tested. Overall, students don't feel very safe here, and the administration has faced a lot of backlash from the student body, particularly on social media. Hi everyone, it's Tessa DeGancini, one of the hosts of this epic policy podcast, and also a college student right now at a large public university that has recently opened its doors to students this fall. I wanted to quickly share my experience with what I refer to as COVID gaslighting. Gaslighting is a manipulation tactic used to make others feel crazy about an experience or belief that they've had. I think that the COVID breed of gaslighting or gaslighting in general because of COVID is more present now than ever. We see it everywhere from your friends and family to manipulative media sources to social media and even the government are all making you second guess your thoughts and your fears about the virus. However, I think that universities, specifically universities in Republican controlled states that have chosen to push forward with reopening measures are now one of the major sources of widespread gaslighting of students, administrators, and families across the United States. Let's be clear, I love my university and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to continue studying during a pandemic. My college is operating through a hybrid format Students have the ability to come into class once a week and once over Zoom, 
or they have the option to attend classes entirely through Zoom. Most students, though, are deciding to attend entirely through Zoom, even though resources are still available to them on campus. Strict social distancing, mask wearing mandates, and cleaning procedures are enforced on campus, along with free saliva COVID testing available to all students and staff seven days a week. Despite all of that, I often feel like I'm being made to think that I'm overreacting or even going a little crazy with my concerns. It's not the fault of the university itself, more the culture that exists within its students. Despite repeated pleas for students to practice social distancing, irresponsible groups of kids are finding new ways to test the limits of what they can get away with. And all the while, hundreds of new cases are popping up each week among students and staff. And when I tell people that I voluntarily get COVID tested once a week and don't interact with anyone except my roommate, I get looks of shock. Multiple of my peers have said to me, verbatim, COVID is not inevitable. Everyone's gonna get it, so why does it matter? Plus, I already had it and it wasn't even that bad. Or even better, you're 18. You won't even get sick if you get COVID. It's scary, actually, to hear such enthusiastic rebuttals of safety and science. Groups, large groups of kids still walk together through the downtown area. People exercise in public areas and refuse to wear masks or mind their distance. At a Chipotle near school, my roommate and I were verbally harassed by a man for wearing our masks and keeping our distance. It was really scary. And I know that my fears about these interactions are warranted, and yet I feel as if no one else respects them. The worst though, is the misinformation and propaganda spread by the university. While the students are the one getting people sick and acting irresponsibly, the university has essentially given them permission to do so. It refuses to tell students if one of their peers has exposed them and worst of all, fails to accurately report case counts. Without information transparency between students and the university, we're all gonna start feeling like we're insane to be afraid. And when that happens, it's not just the case count that's gonna go up. And it's not just students who are going to feel it, but the death toll is gonna go up and it's going to affect communities outside of the bounds of campus. And at what price? Once again, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Time Out, Let's Talk Policy, a podcast by the Foreign Policy Youth Collaborative. To learn more, visit us at fpyouthcollab.org or any of our social medias at fpyouthcollab. Once again, all opinions expressed in this episode are that of the individuals and do not represent FPYC as an organization. Tune in every Monday morning for more FPYT. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.